Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's going to deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer community. What has been coming up a lot is accountability in the workplace. And it's always a topic of discussion and it's always a go-to for business leaders. We need to hold our team more accountable. So today I want to talk about the importance of making sure that each of your team members is able and capable of being held accountable before you ask them to be held accountable. So today we're going to talk about the shared path to accountability. And the reason I'm diving into this topic is because just recently I was working with a president of a company and he said, you know, it's still not working. He said, my team is missing deadlines. Some of the work is getting rejected by our clients. And I feel like I spend all of my time managing the team. I don't get any of the work done. And I feel like the business is starting to consume me. I need to be able to hold my team more accountable. That's what this president wanted. And accountability, it's always the go-to for leaders. And it makes sense. In order for an organization to grow and improve, accountability has to be there. But starting right at the point of saying, I have to hold my team accountable, is not the right starting point. See, there's this myth about accountability that we need to clarify. Leaders cannot unilaterally hold their team accountable for their results. You can't run around the office all day checking up on what everybody's doing and making sure they're doing it. If you have to do that, well, by default, you're micromanaging, and it's going to become very consuming and very overwhelming. Accountability within an organization needs to be a shared journey between leadership and every one of your team members. So what is the starting point for building a culture where there is self-accountability? Well, before you can start creating accountability within your culture, you have to make sure that you're able to hold them able to do it before holding them accountable. We need to ensure that each team member is able to meet the requirements and the expectations. This isn't about skills or resources. It's about fostering an environment of trust that allows individuals to feel empowered to reach their potential, right? And this is when accountability starts to become a shared journey, because at this point, you're telling each of your team members, I believe in you, and I know you can do this. So how do you start this process? Here are the three questions that you need to ask yourself before 
you start weaving accountability into the pillar and the culture of your organization. Question number one, how frequently do I assess the capabilities before I set the expectations? What we don't want to do as leaders is set expectations that are not aligned with that particular person's capabilities, right? If we give them expectations and demands that they are not trained to do or do not have the skill set to handle or the experience, you are setting them up to fail. So before we start laying out expectations and trying to hold them accountable for certain results, we need to assess capability of that individual and make sure that they can indeed meet those expectations. Number two, how are you actively ensuring that your team feels able and empowered? Are you making sure that you are giving them the space to do their job, giving them the space to make mistakes without retribution, right? Are you giving them space? Are you delegating? Are you letting go? Because that's how they're going to feel able and empowered, right? You help create the road, let them figure out how to get down that path. The next question, is your approach to accountability rooted in trust and a genuine belief in your team's potential? Because if it's not, then there will be a disconnect. If you don't believe that a particular team member can meet the expectations, then not only how are you going to hold them accountable, how are they going to be able to hold themselves accountable, right? So you have to be able to look at each of your team members and go, you know, I've assessed your capabilities. I know you can do this. I genuinely believe that you can meet the potential and meet the expectations. So those are the three questions that you need to ask yourself before you can start really laying a foundation of accountability within your organization. Now let's go and talk about the seven-step process that you can utilize to create a shared journey to hold your team able and accountable. If you haven't been taking notes, this would be a good place to start. Step number one, build capabilities and capacity. How do you go about doing this? Well, you need to sit down with each of your team members and you need to audit their current skills and make sure you are very clear on where their skills are at as of today. And this is for both hard skills and soft skills. That is your starting benchmark, knowing what they are capable of and setting the expectations and the accountability at that baseline. And then, of course, if you want to develop and create professional development training programs for them, you know what you need to work on right? You know that they have skills X, Y, and Z. They need to have A, B, and C. So you can also start to develop the training programs, focus on upskilling and closing some of those skills gaps for new skills. But when you start investing in capability and understanding the capability of each person, you are laying the foundation of trust and you are laying the foundation for effective accountability because each person is going to be able to meet the expectations that are established. Number two, check for blind spots. We are always the hero in our own movie. And so you need to make sure that as you are checking for capabilities and you're looking at skills, that it's more than just the team member saying, yes, I can do this particular part of the job, or yes, I have the experience here. That's great if they tell you that, but you need to be able to validate that it is actually a true statement because we all have blind spots in our life. And so it is important for us to have somebody there to point out a potential blind spot, bring it to our attention, make us aware of it, and be able to deal with that blind spot. So as you're discussing capabilities and skill sets with each team member, 
look out for those blind spots and make sure that they are indeed not there. And if they are, you got to shine a light on them. Step number three, make sure you set clear expectations. So once you have identified capabilities and you are comfortable that the team member can do the job that is expected of them, you need to set very clear expectations, whether that's keeping everything up in a project management tool, whether it's when they have to deliver stuff, how they interact with customers, how they design things, whatever their responsibility is. Set very clear expectations for that. So there's no ambiguity. There's no question about what's expected. And there's no gray area. The clearer we are, the more clarity we provide, the easier it will be for that shared journey of accountability. You won't feel like you're having to constantly run behind them asking, did you do this, did you do that, is this done? And that your team member is going to hold themselves accountable as well because they know what's expected of them. Number four, promote transparent communication. Make sure that the communication between you and each of your team members is open, transparent, and candid. Having these conversations will alleviate expectations getting misaligned. It'll help deal with bottlenecks early on. It'll give you feedback if an employee is starting to feel frustrated. A great example is this, working with a new client and the CEO took over in March of 2023, so very recently. And to the CEO's credit, this is a dumpster fire of a business. They've got enough cash on hand to get through March of next year. So there's a lot of work to be done to turn this business around. So when the CEO took over, he dove into the financials and started tearing apart a lot of operational stuff. But what he didn't do was meet with his employees to do a capabilities conversation and really start to understand where they're at. So he started demanding accountability, but he didn't realize that a couple of his team members were falling short because what they got hired to do and what they were being asked to do was no longer in alignment. And I met with one of these employees last week and the first statement out of his mouth was, my job is misaligned and it's very muddy. The things I'm being asked to do are outside my skill set. It's outside what I was hired to do, and I have been trained to do this new stuff. So these are the important conversations that you, you have to have because you have to understand where everybody's at. So I cannot stress enough the importance of transparent communication. The next, number five, you will want to create a trusting environment. Now, we know that we all have to work very hard to keep our job every single day, right? We have to earn our seat at the table. We have to earn the right to be there, right? We have to deliver value. So when I say we have to create a trusting environment, that's not creating an environment that says you'll never be fired or we'll never let you go because that's not a realistic commitment. What we want to create in our organizations is a trusting environment where an employee is not afraid to make a mistake, where a team member can take, take a calculated risk. And if it goes wrong, they're not going to get fired, where they can make mistakes, where they can learn, they can grow, they can become better in the role that they're in. Because let's face it, we all make mistakes. So we need to create that environment where they feel enough trust in the environment to say, I'm going to take this calculated risk. I think it'll work out. And if it doesn't, they don't have to stress about being fired or written up or, you know, some type of crazy uh, reaction. Now, obviously, if somebody makes the same mistake over and over and over, well, then we have an issue. That's a training issue, right? We have to address that. I'm not saying that we allow the same mistake to go on over and over and over. But when they take a calculated risk, they've thought through things and it doesn't work out. We don't want to discourage that. Number six, celebrate accountability. As your team gets their expectations set and the foundation is laid, 
make sure that when you start to see the self-accountability start to develop, which you will, they will start to hold themselves accountable for the work, the results, the productivity, the engagement, that you celebrate that, reward it, acknowledge it, right? Build from there. If you acknowledge it, then they know that you're watching, that it is still a very important part of the culture that you are trying to build. So celebrate that accountability and, and acknowledge it. And number seven, embrace continuous feedback. This also ties into communication, but make sure that you are being very proactive in your communication with each team member. Give them the feedback, good, bad, doesn't matter, good or bad, right? Those blind spots, we have to put it, we have to shine a light on them. You know, drive continuous feedback, communicate in real time, whether it's good, whether it's bad, things to improve upon, things that are going right. Make sure you are continually providing feedback and keeping those lines of communication open. Because true accountability in business isn't just about assigning responsibility or assessing performance. It's an affirmation of your confidence in an individual and of your team's overall potential. And by first holding people able before holding them accountable and making sure that they have the ability to meet those expectations, you are now setting the stage for a professional relationship rooted in trust, mutual respect, and shared growth objectives. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, and this gives you some insight on how to really start building accountability within your organization without you having to run around behind everybody, checking off the boxes and making sure things are getting done. If you enjoyed this podcast, I do have a favor to ask. Like, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I read all the reviews and absolutely use the feedback to try and make each and every episode a little bit better. And if you have somebody that you think would benefit from listening to this insight, grab the link, send it to them and say, hey, I just listened to this episode on building accountability in the workplace. I think you'd benefit from it and share it with them. This will allow us to continue to expand the message and help as many founders and business owners and CEOs build amazing workplaces, uh, which is definitely our intention is to help as many people as possible build some great work environments. All right. Until next week, make it a great week and we will see you on next week's podcast.